48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Bill Robertson. The top stories. The Health Secretary says officials need to see a continuing decrease in coronavirus infections before social distancing measures can be eased. The Labour Secretary pours cold water on the idea of another round of cash handouts. And Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny is flown to Berlin to be treated for suspected poisoning. Food and Health Secretary Sophia Chan says authorities need to see a stable downward coronavirus infection trend before social distancing measures can be relaxed. She added she hoped the government's citywide testing scheme for COVID-19 will be popular with the people so the pandemic can be better controlled. Violet Wong reports. Speaking on two radio programmes, Professor Chen says she knows people have been very patient with the dining restrictions, but restaurants will need to cooperate too, so the authorities can relax the social distancing measures there. She says she needs to talk with the sector to see if different waiters are required to serve and take back dishes, as some experts have suggested. She added the government is happy to discuss with the sector on how to help them improve the ventilation. Meanwhile, the official said a few thousand medical workers have signed up to collect samples at various stations across the city. The official said they are planning to set up at least a 100 such stations, probably at schools, covered stadiums and venues of the Leisure and Cultural Services Department. She said the Department of Health and the Electrical and Mechanical Services Department will make sure the virus doesn't spread at the stations. But she said it's hard to estimate how many people would take part in the scheme. She says she knows people have their doubts about the program and are less worried about getting infected as the pandemic eases, but they will do more promotion and be transparent. Labour and Welfare Secretary Law Chi Kuang has dismissed the idea of another round of $10,000 cash handouts for the people of Hong Kong. Speaking on a radio programme, Mr Law said it's a very complicated matter because public money is involved, but those in need can get help from the Comprehensive Social Security Assistance System, which he said now is more lenient. He also defended the employment subsidy scheme, saying it gives companies flexibility to use the money. Mr Law said half of the bosses would rather close their businesses than apply for it if the government set a certain salary level for the workers. The Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny, who has been gravely ill in the Siberian city of Omsk, is being flown to Germany for specialist treatment. His supporters say he's, he's been poisoned. Local doctors have given no official diagnosis after he collapsed with severe pains on an internal flight on Thursday. A German air ambulance is taking Mr Navalny, who's still in a coma, to Berlin. The organisation behind the flight is Cinema for Peace. Its founder and chairman is Jakobi Zial. I think the moment where the Russians could not give some, I don't know, whatever reasons not to let him fly came when the German team actually wrote a professional medical report, which did not state that he's in good health. On the contrary, that he's in a very difficult condition, but they also stated very clearly that he's fit to fly. And I think this professional medical report was the most important element in addition to the networking lobbying or all the people who were speaking out for Navalny. Opposition activists in Belarus have formed a human chain across the capital, Minsk, in the latest protest against the disputed re-election of President Alexander Lukashenko. Motorists have also joined the demonstration, hooting their horns and blocking the flow of traffic. The exiled opposition presidential candidate Svetlana Tikhanovskaya told the BBC that protests would continue. I believe in the Russian people the same way they believed in me one day. And... Uh... We have no right to step back now because uh, if not now, 
will be slaves and our people understand this and I'm sure we will stand till the end. The governor of California says lightning strikes over the past 24 hours have ignited several hundred more wildfires in the state. Gavin Newsom says thousands of firefighters are battling 560 separate outbreaks, mostly in central and northern areas. He said assistance was being sought from other parts of the country. These fires are stretching our resources, stressing our personnel. We have over 12,000 firefighters now actively working. The larger cohort of fires represents about 20 to 25 fires. So we talk in terms of the totality, 560 fires. A lot of those are smaller, more remote. The larger fires, the larger complexes that we're battling represents uh, roughly two dozen fires that have required incident commands like the one we have assembled here today. Reports say six people have died and hundreds of buildings have been destroyed. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. The head of the World Health Organization says he hopes the coronavirus crisis can be over in less than two years. Tedros Adhanom Ghebreyesus said the Spanish flu pandemic of 1918 took two years to end, but COVID-19 should be overcome more quickly. Of course, with more connectedness, the virus has better chance of spreading. It can move fast because we are more connected now. But at the same time, we have also the technology to stop it and the knowledge to stop it. So we have a disadvantage of globalization, closeness, connectedness, but an advantage of better technology. So we hope to finish this pandemic less than two years. The United States and the European Union have announced their first mutual trade tariff reductions in more than two decades. BBC's Vivian Nunes reports. The EU will eliminate tariffs on imports of US lobster for at least five years, something President Trump has been pushing for. In return, Washington will halve tariffs on certain European products, including some crystal glassware and cigarette lighters. But the deal is set against a backdrop of a much larger trade dispute over subsidies the EU gave to the plane maker Airbus. That saw Washington subject $7.5 billion of EU products to tariffs, including Scotch whisky and European cheese. The prolific Panamanian musician and composer Pedro Azael, who had hits with prominent Hispanic singers, has died in Florida at the age of 70. He had been in a coma after injuring his head in a fall. Panama's Minister of Culture, Carlos Aguilar, said Pedro Azael had touched generations of music lovers with the frankness and humanity of his songs. One of his biggest hits was this, My Freedom Sang, by Frankie Ruiz. The music of Pedro Azael, who's died at the age of 70. To sports now and football. Sevilla have lifted the European League trophy for a, sec- for a record sixth time. They've beaten Inter Milan 3-2 in the final in Cologne. The BBC's Katie Smith was watching. 
Sevilla strengthened their claim as the Masters of Europe's second-tier competition with a rollercoaster win over the side who've arguably played the best football in the tournament. Diego Carlos was the man whose contribution defined the game, his brilliant second-half overhead kick proving the winning goal, though it did take a wicked deflection off Romelu Lukaku on its way in. Carlos, though, was lucky to be on the field. He could easily have been sent off for the cynical challenge on Lukaku that led to Inter's opening goal from the penalty spot. Luke De Jong's two goals put Sevilla in front before Diego Godin headed into back level at half-time. It was Godin that Carlos had been supposed to mark for that free kick. For Lukaku, it will be scant consolation that he equaled former Brazil striker Ronaldo's club record of 34 goals for Inter in a season in all competitions. Meanwhile, it's a first-ever trophy at senior level for Sevilla coach Julian Lopetegui, who made unwanted headlines two years ago when he was sacked by both Spain and Real Madrid within a five-month period. And with a look ahead to the weekend's other big match, here's the BBC's Tom Gale. The UEFA bio-bubble of Lisbon will host the 65th European Cup, now known as the Champions League final, and what a mouth-watering prospect it is. Bayern Munich will be seeking their sixth crown, Paris Saint-Germain their very first. You have to go back to 1998 for the final to be held between two teams who enter the competitions as champions of their respective leagues. I doubt many could argue that these aren't the two best teams in Europe right now, both blessed with superstars who are combined with youth and experience, Neymar, Robert Lewandowski, Kylian Mbappe and Alfonso Davies, but also have shown their vulnerabilities. PSG trailed Atalanta for 89 minutes before two goals and added time salvaged them a place in the semi-finals and probably saved manager Thomas Tuchel his job. Likewise, Bayern, would we have seen the 8-2 quarter-final scoreline if Barcelona had put away their early chances? Similarly, Lyon will travel home knowing they should have been in front way before the Germans sewed up a 3-0 scoreline in their semi-final. An outright favourite is hard to call, but if the last 10 days of knockout football have taught us anything, it is to expect fireworks come Sunday night. And to end the news, the top stories once again. The Health Secretary says officials need to see a continuing decrease in coronavirus infections before social distancing measures can be eased. And the Labour Secretary pours cold water on the idea of another round of cash handouts. The news from RTHK. 5, 6, 7 a.m. Radio 3. And welcome to this week's edition of Bold Vibes with myself, Pierre Rambé, with you till 3 p.m. This week we have two musical themes of note. First, our featured new album from French DJ producer Waracles, where he combines techno with orchestra and animal rights. And a hot new selection of hot new tracks from a lot of places on the planet. As always, Giovanotti says it so well. In Italian, he is from Rome. We're still the belly button of the world. And we start off with a hot new track from elsewhere, in particular Angèle. From Belgium, Brussels in fact, full name Angèle Josephine Aimé van Leeken. Uh, and she grew up uh, in the Oakley region of Brussels. She's a hot number since her breakout, her debut two years ago. She's broken all the records and uh, she's back on the charts with this track, Tu me regardes, You're Watching Me. Uh, it's her on her piano and she's singing of a love story with, that she'd love to live without having others uh, looking at her. So she just likes to keep it private and have uh, her better half look at her. 
She's gone from strength to strength, starting off uh, with her debut album two years ago, Brol, which is a tongue-in-cheek tip of the hat to the uh, slang French of Brussels. And she, it's been re-recorded, uh, it's been uh, reissued with a few new tracks on it, of which this one on the charts. Uh, so let's have a listen to Angèle. Her brother is a rapper, by the way. His name is Romeo Elvis. Romeo Elvis. Doesn't get much better than that. So here's Angèle, tu me regardes. Serait juste dans ma tête, ou toi aussi, c'est dans la tienne. Mais chaque fois que je suis seule, je pense à toi, je sais c'est belle. J'y ai pensé en boucle, je te veux. Je me le cachais sans doute, je te veux. Quand j'ai besoin d'aide, je te vois. Oh, c'est peut-être ce qui me charme. J'aimerais pouvoir t'aimer sans mal. Je voulais pas le voir, je l'avais chanté déjà, mais sans trop le savoir. Les échecs me font peur, je jouais avec le roi, alors il n'a pris mon cœur. J'y ai pensé en boucle, tu me plais. Je vais te le cacher sans doute, tu me plais. Quand j'ai besoin d'aide, je te vois. Au moins, c'est peut-être ce qui me charme. J'aimerais pouvoir t'aimer sans mal. J'ai peur d'être à deux J'ai peur de te regarder Et encore plus dans les yeux Et cela je les évite Ce regard qui m'invite Même si au fond de moi j'hésite Je brûle d'envie Que tu me 